You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. Thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always in studio by my trusty sidekick and partner in crime, at Eric Delala. It's me. What's going on, man? Just getting ready for another uh, NFL football game featuring your Denver Broncos. Heading on the road to Western New York this week. I love it up there. We've been there together before, 2017. Are you talking about the game or when we just went kind of like as a bros trip <laughs> to, to Niagara? Yeah. Yeah. We took a bros trip to Niagara. It was nice. Yeah. The um, game was, the game was uh, interesting too, but yeah, but we, that was uh, back when the Broncos the trip. did two day trip, three and, day trips and we, well, three day trip, but two days before the game. Right. And uh, got days. to explore the area a little bit. So it was nice. I've actually been yeah. to Niagara Falls a few times. Oh, that was my first time. So you'll spe- always remember yeah. it. Uh, that time the weather was really hot. That's true. Yeah, yeah, in the 90s, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was. I think that was the hottest game the Broncos had that year. Maybe uh, early September, late September, I think. Yeah, yeah. Little might be a little different this time around. It might be, but I don't think the weather's supposed to be bad. That's what your sources so, are telling you? Yeah. My apps. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have a great show in store for you. As always, we'll play our games, the neutral zone games that you've grown to love here and are used to enjoying on the neutral zone. Two truths and one lie. Did we play that one last week? Uh, last week, we played two, tr- two, two lies and one truth. Oh, okay. I remember that now. We have fill in the blank, a Rick of the week, and our limerick challenge. I we'll love them. I talk, love them all. We'll also talk about. Uh, we'll go back and look at that 2018 draft. The Broncos select Bradley Chubb, and then five picks later, the Bills pick Josh Allen. So we'll go back and revisit that. We'll have an update on Drew Locke. and we'll talk about a young rising star for the Broncos that we think could be maybe one of the best players in the NFL pretty soon here. So uh, we'll have that coming up for you on this edition of the Neutral Zone. Also joining us here in studio, once again, trying out for the role of podcast supervisor. It's at Denver Broncos. Thank you. I'm hoping this is the week that does it. Yeah, this could this could push you over the top. I've done a lot this week. Very proud of you. Thank he you. came to work. That was kind of a... <laughs> One of the things that nice change. Uh, Ben Swanson has uh, brought to the neutral zone is our very own telephone number. Swanson, tell us about it. Yeah, I thought it'd be good to have our fans be able to call us and leave some messages, some questions, if we want to do like a mailbag thing. Uh, any thoughts, any concerns, anything at all? So, no, con- no concerns, okay, please. Okay, no concerns. <laughs> but we now have an option not only to call in, but also an email. So... You can call in at 707-NEUTRAL, which for those who don't have uh, letters on their, on their number pad, that is 707-638-8725. One more time, Swanson. 707-638-8725. Yeah, 707-NEUTRAL. So it's give kinda, us a call. Kind of like that old jingle, the 02134, send it to Zoom. 
It's I like have that. no idea what that 707 is. 707 neutral. I think we'll just stick with that yeah. one. And then if you are really self-conscious about the sound of your voice, we uh, also have the email. I have, the, I have the opposite of that problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can write in to us at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. So some exciting new developments for us. Yeah, so if you want to be on the podcast. Can you text the number or no? I think you can, yeah. Yeah, you can. Wow. But it'd be better if you called in, and then that way we could play your question right on the show, and then we'll answer it. So, Yeah, you know, hopefully we get some folks. I remember uh, Jeff from Boulder, you know. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. That was a call-in we had, you know, a couple years ago that was really good. So A regular. Yeah. Yeah. A regular or irregular? Uh, regular. Got it. Also joining us here in studio, our intern extraordinaire, Emily Samanskis. Hello. Hello, Emily. I What's can't going hear on? myself because we had technical difficulties, so I don't have headphones. Okay. Well, you could take that up with the podcast supervisor. So, uh, sounded, <laughs> sounded just fine. Yep. Uh, Emily, how are you doing this week? I'm happy to be here after a little camera trouble yesterday. Oh, that's right. Uh, on the out route. Yes. A little bit of technical difficulties there, too, but it all worked out. It's been a tough stretch for Emily. Yeah, it has been. It has been a little bit. Anyway, let's uh, dive right here into the show here with two truths and one lie. Are you ready, Eric? Well, normally I get to warm up a little bit, but I, I, I think I'll, I'll take my chances. Okay, here we go. Here's with, our first one. To clarify, this is this, two truths we're gonna and try, one lie. Yeah, we're going to have uh, two truths this week. Okay. I was if, g- if you listen to the Neutral Zone every week religiously, you'll know that last week there was a shout bit out of a Liz flub. Manis. There was a bit of a flub. Yeah, shout out Liz Manis. There was a bit of a flub during this part of the show. Um, that person has lost their job, no longer here. Who, I thought uh, that was you. No, 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 no. Oh, what? You think I come up with these? It myself? sounded like you. There's, there's like three or four people behind the scenes working on this. Right, the podcast producers. It's nef- definitely not done five minutes before the show. Why would we do that? It's done during the show. <laughs> do, you, do you think Steve Atwater is still listening right now? Yes, we've Steve heard Atwater that he's recently. A, he's a big con- fan. He's converted to Neutral Zone Nation. Still trying to get him to listen to the whole show, but Steve, yeah. hang in there. Oh, hang in there. This we is got some fun stuff ahead. Okay, here we go. Number one, Denver is nine and twelve, nine for twelve on fourth downs this season, including four for four last week against the Vikings. That is tops in the NFL. A lot of opportunities there to have a lie tucked in. Denver is nine of twelve on fourth down this season, including four for four last week, which is tops in the NFL. Why did you read it again? Just so that I heard you know, it the first time. Okay, okay, here we go. Bills quarterback Josh Allen has thrown thirteen touchdowns this season, already surpassing his total as a rookie. Okay. Do you need that one one more time? No, I think I got it. Okay. Then as the Broncos are getting set to head to Buffalo, we've all reminisced about the 1997 team, which had some difficulties getting out of Denver due to a snowstorm. That storm dumped around 36 inches of snow in the Denver area. So we got two football questions and then a meteorology question. We love to bring in weather. Gosh. Well, I know that the Broncos went four for four on fourth down last week, 
and the nine for 12 sounds kind of right. I'm a little skeptical of the tops in the NFL. It seems like a little kicker that you threw in there. I'm going to say that one's false. No, that one's actually true. Wow. Yeah, the Broncos tops in the NFL on fourth down, which is pretty good. I'm not sure if that, that's a good stat. That means they must not be very good on third down. Well, they or that they're, they've been forced into situations where they have to go for it. Right, but if you, were good on, if you were good on third down, you wouldn't get to fourth down. Well, or if you were winning games by a lot, you wouldn't have to go for fourth. The Broncos have been in some situations where late in games, they got to go for it. But what if you were late in a game and you just converted every third down? <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Josh Allen threw 10 touchdowns as a rookie. This year he has 13 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Uh-huh. So that one was true. Yeah. And then that 1997 snowstorm. 35 inches of snow. I'm a real dum-dum. 20 inches of snow was reported throughout the Denver this area. Is so ridiculous. It's 20. just like these small, <laughs> small little creatures. 36 is almost double. Okay, that's, that's a lot of snow. Fact check, no. Almost double Fact. 20. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Fact check, Emily, Emily Roth. Almost <laughs> out of here. It's been a rough week for uh, the intern. Yeah. Uh, if Snuggles has nine lives, you have used up probably seven of your own. Emily's mic has been placed in timeout for several <laughs> minutes here. Yeah. You're like Tony Reale. Yeah. Exactly. Minus 12. Now, we know about that snowstorm. The Broncos, some players had to be picked up in on snowmobiles and taken to the team facility. And then they made it to the airport. The Denver charter, the Broncos charter, was the first flight to get out of Denver since the snowstorm started on that Friday. And the last. 20 inches of snow throughout the city. The Broncos arrived in Buffalo after midnight. And then they went on to win the game in overtime. Jason Elam kicked a field goal. When you started reading that, I expected you to say something about, like, John Elway threw a game-winning touchdown pass, and I knew that Jason Elam kicked a field goal. So I, yeah. I was kind of ready, but then I just thought that we weren't going to be, you know, splitting hairs about the number of inches of snow that fell. Anyway. Uh, That's to, an interesting fact to know that 20 inches of snow fell. That was that it game. Is, it is interesting. It's just. Uh, a, do you know what time of year that game was? October. Yeah, that's interesting. Twenty that's a, that's inches of snow in October. I believe well, that was the twenty seventh of October, nineteen ninety seven. Twenty fourth. So that is a lie. Which um, one was it? The twenty fourth. <laughs> mm hmm. Oh, oh, late late October. <laughs> uh, Broncos Pretty currently thirtieth in third down percentage. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> But we're first and fourth down, so there you go. Maybe we're it maybe the Broncos maybe are they, trying to not convert on third down because they know they've been so good on fourth down. Yeah, maybe they just keep. They should go for it earlier in games. They're good on it. Right. They're good at it. Just the Vikings it. did that against the Broncos. Yep, paid off. Yeah. All right. So that's been this week's two truth, one lie. Eric once again loses. Okay. Once again. <laughs> yep. Are y'all keeping track of okay. who wins each each week? Yeah, of course we are. Um, let's uh, get into that 2018 NFL draft a couple years ago. The Broncos picking fifth. Bradley Chubb, they did not expect to be there at number five. He fell to them. They took him. And then five picks later at number 10, the Bills selected their quarterback for the future, Josh Allen, out of Wyoming. 
Eric, who won that between those two? Too early to tell or what? No, I don't think that because I think Josh Allen has already shown that he can, he has the talent and is on his way to being a top 15 quarterback. I think you could argue that. Mm. He's shown that potential that I think the Bills have found a guy that can, can be in the top half of the league, which really when you're drafting a quarterback, like say, just to go to Drew Locke for one second, like say Drew Locke pans. You just revert. You're like, uh, quarterbacks, uh, Drew Locke. (laughs) But if Drew Locke pans out, quote unquote, you're not expecting him to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. You're expecting him to be a guy like, like a Matt Ryan or a Matt Ryan is 10th all time in career passing yards. 10th in the league right now in terms of quarterback play. Thank you. So what, when did you say Josh Allen was drafted? Which pick? He said 10th overall. That's not right. Well, just facts. When was he picked? When was he picked? I just told you seventh, seventh. Was he seventh? Wow. You're just, maybe seventh. you shouldn't be Where in charge of the rundown show? anymore. Wow. Anyway, all, Josh, Josh Rosen was 10th. Oh, oh, different guy. Different Josh. <laughs> That's true. But my point is that. I'm sorry. You, you might need to, you might two have said that later. at the start two of the show later. too. Yeah, I said that at the start of the show oh. too. <laughs> when they picked uh, the Josh Rosen at seven. Oh, oh, Josh, oh my God. <laughs> Josh Allen at seventh. Wow, Phil, is it time for two truths and one lie? <laughs> the magic of editing. But you'll never know I said that. My point is that when you're drafting a quarterback, expecting him to be a top five guy is a little bit of an unrealistic expectation. So I think Josh Allen has been everything that they probably hoped he would be in year two. But so that was the right choice for them. And obviously quarterback's a more valuable position than edge rusher. But for the Broncos, they got a guy in Bradley Chubb that I think he probably would have been a pro bowler this year based on how he looked through the first few games. Josh Allen not going to be a pro bowler this year unless something crazy happens the last few weeks. And especially the way that Bradley Chubb has kind of come on, Von Miller's 30. Bradley Chubb's going to be a foundational piece here for years and years. So I don't think the Broncos made the wrong choice. Now, maybe if Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold, who we think are guys that were higher on their board, maybe if they were there at five, they would have taken a quarterback. But, man, I mean, Phil, you and I were near the war. I guess you were were in Dallas. I was in Dallas. I was near the war room on that evening. I was near Bradley Chubb. And you could could tell how excited Broncos personnel was when— You felt the energy? Yeah, when the Browns took Denzel Ward at number four and Bradley Chubb was there. They never expected that. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you. I think that Bradley Chubb could be a generational type of pass rusher. He's, of course, uh, dealing with the ACL, rehabbing from that, going to be back better than ever next year. And, you know, you you think that Josh Allen is a top 15 quarterback. I would argue that no, maybe think, he's not on, on that path just yet. I think I he's seen showing enough. the potential to be that. Coming out of Wyoming, we knew that he had a strong arm. We knew that he was a big athletic quarterback, but there were concerns about his accuracy. I think those are still present today. He was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week this week. He still has accuracy issues. Uh, Who were they playing last week? The Dolphins. Yeah. Is that bad? Sorry, did your mic go out? Is that bad? (laughs) Yes. So I think that... uh, I think that, yeah, he's shown signs that he's going to be their long-term quarterback there, but you're just not sure if he's going to be one of those elite guys that 
you would hope for from that position. I, like, I don't think that the anybody's sitting there and being like, man, I wish the Broncos had Josh Allen. I don't, no, you don't think do anybody's think saying that? Do you, do you think that? I think if Josh Allen continues to progress the way he's progressed through essentially one year of playing time, because he didn't play right away as a rookie. He played a lot, though, last year. Yeah, but I don't think he played right away. I could be mistaken. Maybe maybe perhaps a we podcast could have a, supervisor could. No, I think Tyrod. What do you think Tyrod, about Tyrod? Tyrod Taylor was, on the, was on the Cleveland Browns was last he? year. Oh. So someone fact check okay. me. Yep. Okay. Not great. Uh, Not great. Yeah, oh, just, Nathan Peterman. Yeah, he played twelve games, so they held him out games. for a little bit. Then he played. Then he played a lot. I just think that the <laughs> uh, the progression in terms of interceptions. You know, yards per attempt, quarterback rating, all that is trending in the right direction to where they probably feel pretty good about that pick. I, I completely agree. I think that they're happy with that pick, but I don't think anybody's saying, why did they pick Bradley Chubb? They should have had, we wish that Josh Allen was here. Do you think people are saying, why didn't they pick Lamar Jackson? Yes. there. That could be an argument where people are saying, whoa, this guy's taking the league by storm. But you have to consider what Baltimore has. They've got a lot of pieces around him, and they completely changed the way that their offense was. I mean, with Joe Flacco to where they are now, a completely different style. And there's still always the danger of a quarterback who plays like Lamar of injury and the long-term sustainability questions there. So, you know, yeah, they've taken the league by storm, They've beaten the Patriots, but, you know, can you do that all season long? Can you do that in the playoffs? Yet to be determined. According to ESPN, Josh Allen is the third worst quarterback that the Broncos have played this year. Yeah, and I think that if you're the Broncos this week, you're looking at the Bills offense. You say, look, we got to shut down the run. Make it so that Josh Allen is the one who who beats you. Make him make some difficult throws into some tight windows and if the Broncos can do that, which they've shown they have done that the last couple of games, they, sh- they shut down Nick Chubb, they forced Baker Mayfield to do it, and last week they shut down Dalvin Cook, and Kirk Cousins was able to get that. Who? Kirk Cousins. Got it. And I don't think that Josh Allen is Kirk Cousins, at least not this week. I agree. And uh, just to fact check myself, Matt Ryan currently ninth in the NFL in quarterback rating, so he's playing pretty well. So he we're is. all we're all dum dums. Aaron Rodgers fourteenth. That's why you listen to this show. Yeah, <laughs> you find out what we don't know. Yeah, we discover it as we go on. <laughs> Perfect. We get it right. Well, eventually. Here's, here's a question for you, because uh, right now Jacoby Brissett is kind of league average. Would you be happy if you drafted a guy and he turned out to be, would you be happy if Drew Locke turned out to be Jacoby Brissett? Is that no, enough? No. 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 Not if not for a second round pick. Is he good for a couple of years and like you can win some games and make the playoffs and, and do that? Yes. But I don't think that you are settled on your quarterback unless it that guy is like a top 10 guy in the league. And then you're settled. Like, you know, there's 10 teams out there that are like, we're good at quarterback. Maybe a few more this year, just because there's, there happens to be a lot of talent in the league now. But if you're, if you're in the middle of the pack, you're still saying, Oh, maybe if there's a guy available, we'd take a look. That's what I think. Anyway, 
All right, so that's our uh, examination of Josh Allen, Bradley Chubb, going back to that 2008 draft. Obviously, Josh Allen selected seventh in that draft. Obviously. Um, now let's go on to our uh, favorite segment of the show, fill in the blank. Eric, I know that you're prepared and ready to go. I love fill in the blank. Swanson, theme music. Fill in the blank. That was long theme yeah. music. He made a new one just for this week. Yeah, it's nice. it's nice. It changes every week. Kind of odd that we just have a different recording. It's nice. Okay. Um, against Buffalo this week, blank will be the second leading receiver behind Cortland Sutton. Kind of an assumption there that Cortland Sutton's going to be the leading guy. Mm. I would say Noah Fant. Ooh. That's what I would say. Just because I think that Noah Fant and Brandon Allen have developed this chemistry. They've got the ball rolling. He looked at for Fant twice when the Broncos were near the goal line there at the end of the game against the Vikings. I, he's a big target. He has seemed to find a lot of success running those uh, routes through the middle of the field down the seam. And I do think that Tim Patrick dealing with a little bit of a shoulder injury this week, um, although he was back at practice, I, I, I don't think that it'll keep him out of the game or anything, but I think that no fan, healthy, ready to go, building on a couple of back-to-back games where he's had some nice production. I'm going to go ahead and say no fan. I think I agree just based on where Brandon Allen looked and Noah Fant did have more targets than Tim Patrick. You yep. need to see more of those converted from targets into receptions. Noah Fant, four catches on 10 targets. Tim Patrick, four catches on eight targets. You'd like that to be a little more, well, little, I think a little in, better conversion rate there. Yeah, I was going to say, I think in general, one of the things for Brandon Allen to work on is his completion percentage, just trying to keep the ball moving forward, keep the drives going, take some easier throws, dump offs, maybe that type of thing. I know against the Vikings, they were trying to challenge that Viking secondary down the field, but maybe just keep the ball rolling, keep some momentum going. And I think that's how you string some, some plays along and get longer drives going. That's fair. Okay. Second fill in the blank. You won the first one. Thank you. Josh Allen is the blank best quarterback taken in the first round of the 2018 NFL draft. Five quarterbacks taken. We can read them uh, to you now, since. or I will eventually think. Um, I just have best, so you can mm. interpret that how you want. To remind you, Baker Mayfield taken first, Sam Darnold taken third, Josh Allen taken seventh, seventh, seventh. Josh Rosen taken tenth, tenth, Lamar Jackson, Jackson taken thirty second. Correct. Who? Mm. Where does Josh Allen rank among those? And maybe you could give a nice little ranking if you wanted to. There we to. go. This season, okay. as we currently stand right now, I would have to say that Lamar Jackson is number one on that list. I would say Baker Mayfield is probably number two on that list. I would say Josh Allen is number three on that list. Sam Darnold, right wow. now, right now, Sam Darnold is fourth. Josh Allen, or Josh Rosen, fifth. Now... Eventually, where do I think that those rankings will uh, shake down? I would probably say shake out, shake out, shake out. Yeah. 
Down? Out. Shake, no, out. Shake it off. Sh- shake. Yeah. What do I think that they'll eventually become? I think that the best quarterback out of that group will probably be Baker Mayfield. Mm. I would say number two is a harder decision. <laughs> I'd probably say, I would have said Sam Darnold, but man, he's in a tough situation there with the, with the jets, not a lot of talent around him. Tough offense with Adam. <laughs> Are you okay? Is this something I said? What do you mean? I don't know. Um, I would say with Adam Gase, that's a tough offense. I would have thought that, but um, I would have to say number two right now, Lamar Jackson, eventually. And then I would say Sam Darnold, then Josh Allen, then Josh Rosen. Is Josh Rosen still in the league? Yeah, back up to uh, Fitzmagic down there in Miami. I was just kind kind of a little jab. Um, I think best right now, Lamar Jackson, obviously best long-term, I think Sam Darnold. I trust, really? I trust in Sam gonna... Darnold. He's got a lot of talent. You're just a big USC fan over there. No, I just think Sam Darnold has the, he's, got the, he's got the moxie. You'd be in trouble if you said Baker Mayfield, not Sam Darnold. Potentially. Yeah. You'd be in trouble. Ready for your final fill in the blank. Yep. This is going to take us back a few years, Phil to the last time the Broncos played in Buffalo, just to jog your memory a little bit. No, I remember. How could I forget our Niagara trip? I'm The game one, not oh. that our weekend, not the couple retreat. Oh. You know? Yeah. Um, Bro weekend. Exactly. So the Broncos uh, were trailing, then they scored, and then it appeared that they needed one final stop to get the ball back. Von Miller oh. pressures Tyrod Taylor reaches down to help him up, and then at the last second pulls his hand back as kind of like a gotcha. Vaughn and Tyrod laughed. The referees did not. Threw a flag. Game over. So Vaughn Miller's fake handshake was blank. Oh, like funny or not? Yeah, I mean, you could say funny, irresponsible, dangerous, hilarious. I mean, there's a lot of words you could put in there. Um, What's a good word for... Funny, but there's a time and a place. Mm. I think you could just say funny, but the wrong time and place. Yeah. I don't know if there's one singular word that's good for that. Ill-timed. Yeah, but what about the funny element? I need that in there. (laughs) It's. um, That's a good point, Phil. I think that it was really funny because that's the kind of guy that Vaughn is. And when Vaughn is on the field, he's got to be himself. He's got to have fun out there. That's how Vaughn plays, and he likes to have fun, and him and Tyrod are friends. So I thought that that's who Vaughn is, but I could see why the refs would have called a penalty there. I would not have. I would not have called a penalty there, but um, he's just got to know when he can do that and when he can't. I thought it was hilarious. Oh. I mean, the NFL is supposed to be entertainment, right? And that was entertaining. No, NFL stands for something else. <laughs> no, it stands for the National Football League. No fun league. No, I don't think you Not can say that. Not for long. I don't think you can say that. That's okay. No, but the NFL is supposed to be entertaining. If Tyrod thought it was funny and Vaughn thought it was funny, it shouldn't have been a flag. Oh, what if Vaughn was like, ha ha, and Tyrod's like, no, and then they're like, flag. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> like if if he like, started to grab Tyrod and Tyrod was halfway up and then Vaughn like yanked his hand away, and went like full Mufasa scar on him, that would be bad. 
he went full scar on Mufasa. Yeah, I meant Mufasa slash scar, like the situation. Like, that's not what Vaughn did. This was more like if Mufasa was reaching for help and Scar never touched his paw, he just walked away. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the the wildebeest were like the referee. Got it. You Got know. It. I thought it was funny. I thought it's it was a little bit of a... interesting analogy. A little bit of a ridiculous uh, penalty to call. Yes. But I don't think that you could say, oh, well, if Tyrod thought it was funny, then everybody should have thought it was funny. No, it's funny overall. Even yeah. if, even if, uh, but if Tyrod was like, parties. man, you're the worst for doing that. Like I just hurt my hand falling back down. Then it's but, like a little more acceptable to call a call, call a penalty. penalty. Yeah. That's that it for fill one. in the blank. That was a good one. That was a good one. Fill in the blank. Swanson theme music. <laughs> fill in the blank. Thank you very much. Okay, now it's time to uh, get a Drew Locke update. Eric, Drew Locke. Themed music Go. for this or no? No, there's no theme music. <laughs> okay. Although, the, for as much as we've talked about Drew Locke on here, maybe we should get some. He's the quarterback that you drafted in the second round. I think it's okay to talk about him, Phil. Nobody. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a inside joke there about a Drew Locke. But anyway. Um. Drew Locke is still getting about the same number of uh, reps as he had been. And, uh, you know, I think he's progressing a little bit according to what Vic Fangio said. Here's what I thought was the most. Everyone's fixating on Vic saying Drew Locke doesn't necessarily need to play this year. Maybe he can play. Maybe he won't. Um, It's not. He said you can get a false positive read on a guy. You can get a false negative read on a guy. You shouldn't be evaluating guys just how they play the final three games of the year. That's all great. Here's what I thought was interesting, Phil. Yes. Somebody asked Vic, are you worried at all about putting him out here and like against Kansas City or Houston on the road and kind of messing with his confidence and stunting his growth? And what Vic said is something that I've been saying for a long time. So maybe Vic, maybe Vic's been listening to the neutral zone, but he's <laughs> let's hope not <laughs> fair. He said, uh, yeah, he'd think a lot less of us. I think <laughs> Yes. But what Vic said is if a guy goes out and throws a few picks and doesn't play well either because of his own fault or the team's fault and that kind of like mentally crushes him and he can't rebound from that, that's probably not the guy you want leading your team anyway. That's where I stand. I agree. But there is something to be said for putting him in a position to succeed. Right, but Vic's essentially saying like you're going to have to succeed in that situation eventually. He's going to have to float or die. Exactly. That's the bottom line. But that those so, were the those were the two main points about Locke this week is that it's not essential it's not vitally important for him to play and that you know he might not be the guy you want if he's going to be overwhelmed in those situations. Those were the two yeah. takeaways on Drew Locke. Probably not going to be active this week for some weird reason that doesn't mesh with my math, but your math is fuzzy. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I agree. I agree with you that there's still a chance for that him to play this year. It's just that if you take what coaches have said and take them at their word, they do not seem like they're in any hurry whatsoever to get him out there. They're not saying we got to get, nobody said anything along the lines of we need to see him before the season ends. We need to be able to know what direction, because that's what fans are thinking, right? We got to know what we have with Drew Locke. That way we know what direction to take and we know what we need to do 
moving forward, heading into this year's draft, which is fine. But I don't think a coach would ever say those things. They can't say those things when you've got a locker room full of guys fighting out there trying to win each and every week. You can't be like, well, this week we're just we're, the whole intention is to just see what Drew has. They'll never say that. So they may be thinking that like, hey, we'll eventually get to Drew. But right now we're going to see what we have with Brandon Allen. That that I, that could be the approach that they're taking right now, but they'll never come out and be like, "Yeah, no matter what, when we come back and face the Chargers, Drew Lock will be our quarterback." Of course, I mean one because you don't want to give away that competitive advantage, but then second, if you come out and you say Drew Lock is definitely going to play against the Chargers, you're setting Brandon Allen up to fail this week. Exactly. I mean, you're putting a target on his back. You're putting him in a situation where he can't possibly succeed. And so, I mean, maybe that's the Broncos' intention right now that they don't need to see Drew Locke necessarily, but things change so fast in the NFL. I mean, if the Broncos go out and beat Buffalo and Brandon Allen plays pretty well, I bet he earns himself at least another start or two. If he doesn't play so well and the Broncos lose again, maybe it means Drew starts. But this is going to change so rapidly from week to week that it's hard to say that – I guess what I'm saying is the plan is dependent upon what happens in each of these games. Yeah, that's, I think that's the crux of the matter is, do you think that Brandon Allen can play himself into a starting role the rest of the season? No matter what happens off the field, on the field, can he play his way into that starting role each and every week the rest of the way? I think so, because if he... If he were to throw three touchdowns and no interceptions each week and the Broncos were to win each game, one, you're still going to be right in the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. You're going to be in that mix somewhere. You probably won't make it because of tiebreakers. But but then what? What Then you, you don't make the playoffs, and then you go to the draft, and you still you have no – you don't know what you got. You I mean, don't know what you good? have with Drew Locke, but if you have a guy in Brandon Allen who's won you each of these games by throwing three touchdowns each week, then maybe he's the guy that you want leading you long term. That's that's what he's going to have to do. I mean, if he throws, I think he essentially can't lose again. Got it. Because once you get to the point where you are actually eliminated, then, you know, you're going to have a tough time not just, you're going to have a tough time justifying not playing Drew at least a couple times. But if you win every game and he's throwing two touchdowns a week, the locker room is going to riot if you say we're going to bring a different guy in here. What about what he did last week against Minnesota? Did he play well enough to earn the start this week, or is this just part of a pre-planned role? I think this is more pre-planned. If he were to if he were to play this week, like he did against the Vikings, and they lose again, um, I don't know if that means he would immediately lose the job, but I think that at least would put the wheels in the motion of. Drew's going to start against Houston or Kansas City or, mm. or Detroit, even if that's not announced immediately. Because I was going to say, I thought against the Vikings in a tough environment, loud, he was out there and he played pretty well. And even John Elway said something along the lines of, he, he looked like a, he'd been in the league for like six years. And, and I, He's been I, in the league for four years, so pretty uh, close. But playing... That that was impressive. I thought the way that he just handled everything and well, no matter, no got matter, the team in a position to win that game. No matter what happens from here on out, I think you found a guy that is a pretty solid long-term backup at the very least. Yeah, like I think Brandon Allen has shown that he can come in if a guy gets hurt and be that that backup that wins you a couple games, a Brock Osweiler of sorts that keeps you in the race. 
I think the thing with him is that can he continue to grow where he's going to push his ceiling higher and higher and higher? Because I think the idea with someone like Drew Locke, while he might not be where Brandon Allen is immediately, the belief is that his ceiling is higher and that he'll continue to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Whereas maybe people feel like Brandon Allen's ceiling won't continue to rise. Totally agree. But I think if his ceiling doesn't move another inch, I think he's already proven he can be a, a good enough Long-term backup. backup. Yeah. All right. That's a look at our uh, lock watch. Lock watch. Lock, that's why, that's lock why I tell box. my watch when I want to close it up. Lock watch. Lock watch. Yeah. Siri listens to you. I don't think Siri's a sponsor. Uh, King Super is listening to you. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, now it's time for a Rick of the Week. Hooray. Take it away. Do we have theme music or no? Emily, theme music for Rick of the Week? Emily? If I recall, it's like, da 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 Rick of the Week. Perfect. What do you mean, recall? I just, just play just the play music. It. Just yeah. play the music. Uh, Swanson is a big fan of this Rick of the Week. Rick Gosselin. What? Of Talk of Fame Network. Big <laughs> Hall of Fame guy. Talks a lot about candidates. We think that the modern era semifinalists for the Hall of Fame should be coming out any day. So Rick Gosselin is sure to be writing some articles about Broncos, perhaps a guy like Steve Atwater. Steve, if you're still listening, we think we're hoping this is the year that you get the knock. And if wow. Rick Gosselin has anything to say about it, maybe it'll happen. A lot of Ricks out there, and you went with Rick Gosselin. 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 Not as many Ricks as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> Are you starting to find that out, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, but uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not out quite yet, but I thought with the Hall of Fame uh, coming around, that could be it could be nice. The, when the semifinalists are announced, it's not quite that big of a deal considering that Steve was knocking on the door getting in. So I think that... Was he knock, knock, knocking? Yeah. He was waiting for the knock, but he was pushing. There's a lot of knocking going on. Got it. I think that uh, becoming a semifinalist, not quite a big deal. Um, once those finalists are named, though, and you know who's going to be in Miami this year, mm. that's a bigger deal. Got it. Semifinalists, we know that Steve's going to be there. That's true. Okay, well, apologies so, then to Rick Gosselin. It's not your turn yet. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure that he appreciates the shout-out. That's true. Thanks so, for listening. Swanson, you can uh, respond now to what Eric had just said. About Rick Gosselin? He said that's yeah, one fine. of your favorites. Yeah. He's featured often in Briefly. What's, oh, what's yeah. a Briefly? Broncos Briefly. Emily Samanskis. Daily aggregation. Does that every morning without fail. Every morning you'll wake up, you see Broncos Briefly, you'll get all your Broncos news in one place. Wow. What could you drink while you're listening to or while you're reading Broncos briefly well are you in the car or no uh, I was thinking you're at home at your coffee table at a coffee table yeah really and you're just reading the briefly well, what maybe, would go well with that yeah I'm trying to think any certain beverage maybe, maybe some uh some West Rock some West Rock coffee would be nice some what <laughs> West Rock coffee 
Where do you find that? Uh, well, I was going to say not just any West Rock coffee. Oh, what type? The Meza Morning Blend. Mm. Oh. That's the one with the elephant on, on the gold packaging. Oh, the gold package with the elephant on the front? That's what I was trying to say. Where do you find that? King Supers. Oh, nice. I'll check it out. Yeah, Thanks. right there in the coffee aisle. Wow, that's exciting. Okay, well, next time I'm reading Broncos briefly on a Sunday morning before I head into Empower Field at Mile High. You can. What did I just say? Broncos Sunday? briefly only runs what? Monday through Friday. No, I like yeah. to. And you would have already read what? the Friday on Friday morning. On Sunday, I like to reread read all, all of them back <laughs> kind of as like a recap for smart. the week. Yeah. Really, really smart. You guys are acting like I don't ha- know what I'm doing over here. What happens when you get to the press box? I get some more West Rock coffee. Exactly. Them as a morning blend. That's what we drink every single week inside the press box. And while we're while we're recording this podcast. Right here in studio. From King Supers. And then what about on your way to... Oh, you mean like if I wanted to go to my local loafing jug Correct. slash Conoco? <laughs> Stop by the Conoco... Have we mentioned that that we'd love to have some some sponsors? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's talk about one of the more exciting players the Broncos have right now on the offensive side of the ball, and you even alluded to it during fill in the blank. Cortland Sutton has oh. emerged as one of the top wide receivers in all of the NFL. Not only has he taken a jump from his rookie season to his sophomore season, but he and emerged as the Broncos' number one ride receiver. But I'm talking about he's one of the main targets. Ride receiver? Did I say wide receiver? No, you didn't say wide receiver. You said ride receiver. Maybe I'm having a stroke. <laughs> it's possible. It's because of all the coffee. Too much coffee. <laughs> no, West Rock coffee has no negative health effects. <laughs> um. He has emerged as as one of the premier targets in this game. If Cortland Sutton is not a pro bowler, that is going to be the biggest travesty that I've ever seen in my life. Will he make it a, as a quarterback <laughs> or a wide receiver this year or running back? Should maybe? be both. All three, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Did you have anything else you would like to say about Cortland Sutton? Or? Well, I just think he's, I think he's second in receiving yards behind John Brown, who plays for... John Brown plays for uh, the Ravens. He plays for the ah. Buffalo Bills, who we are playing this week. <laughs> kind of an exciting fact for you to know what ahead of the guy? game. D- he was in Baltimore at one point, right? Correct. He's that's, not. I live in the past. That's like, who does Joe Flacco play for? You're the like, Ravens. he plays for the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, incorrect. Anyway, Corlin Sutton behind. And I remember when he went to the Bills. I'm sorry. I okay. Uh-huh. Uh, who does Zay Jones play for? What was it you were saying about Cortland Sutton? <laughs> He's only behind John Brown. Um, has the taken Bills him. wide receiver. Correct. Yeah. He's taking to figure out what Timely. you're talking about. <laughs> uh, he's taken a huge jump this year, and he's also getting double teamed now. And still, I mean, he had the second highest receiving output of his career on Sunday against the Vikings, against a good Vikings defense. Uh, still finding ways five to make catch, plays. Five catches, 113 yards. It's pretty good. And uh, he's had f- 50 receiving yards in every single game except one this year. Wow. That was against which team? The Kansas City Chiefs. The Bears. Bears. 
Mm. He only had 40 receiving yards that game, but twice this season, he's crossed the century mark. Obviously last week, which other game though? What's that? <laughs> the Raiders. <laughs> so two can play this game, Eric. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Cortland Sutton though. Yeah. A tremendous wide receiver. The Broncos, I believe are the only team in the NFL to have both starting wide receivers be taller than six foot four. Oh, do you follow? Do you follow Nikki Jabvala on Twitter? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> Phil's information, Nikki. We appreciate it. Yeah, N- Nikki is a big fan of LA Access, so yeah, I thought maybe return the favor. Yep, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, he's definitely got to be a Pro Bowler this season. And is he the best? Is he the best player on offense right now? Him or Philip Lindsay, yeah. I didn't ask you that. I asked, was he the best? Yeah, him or Philip Lindsay. <laughs> Corlin Sutton is the best player on offense right now. I mean, Philip Lindsay's still really good. I didn't say he wasn't really good. I just said Corlin Sutton is better right now. Also, I think Corlin Sutton is the most irreplaceable player on the Broncos offense. Yeah, you could say that just because Royce Freeman is a very serviceable one-two punch there at running back. I think, I think he's just the two-punch, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he can't be both of them. <laughs> or could he? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, I do think for Cortland's sake, kind of lucky that he's in the AFC because in the NFC, there's some guys that are just, you know. There's some ballers. Exactly. Ballers ball. Exactly. I mean, you got Julio Jones. You got Michael Thomas. We had... We had Corlin Sutton mic'd up last week. Did you? Yeah, and he was tremendous. He is a very entertaining individual. He does this. You know, he does this. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. Makes plays. What was that noise? Is that, that, was coffee? The, that was the was theme coffee song. Lid? All right, hit well, play too early. Let's uh, wrap this show up with our favorite segment. Limericks? The Limerick Challenge. Oh, I think I won last week, right? I think that I'm undefeated in this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that's true. Emily, can we Emily, have confirmation turn, of turn who your won mic on. last week? Turn your mic on. Eric did win last week, but Sh- I am not keeping track of the score. I think I've won every single one. That's what I was about to yeah, ask. I won every single one of these. So. I think Phil won one. <laughs> oh, is yeah, that the one I wasn't? That was the one I wasn't I here w- for. I won. No, it was like when we had to do a half point. Yeah. I went to the restroom for a segment and Phil was able to get two of them. I see. Should we just start this week? Let's do it. All right. Last week, Phil said my limericks were lame and he still didn't win. <laughs> see, <laughs> this is part of the <laughs> problem is that we <laughs> can't. Yeah, you can't just read them. Them. I think I'm funny. <laughs> last week, <laughs> last week, Phil said my limericks were lame and he's. Still didn't win. What a shame. But it's comeback time. These limericks all rhyme, and the Broncos are ready for Sunday's game. game. Eric. Uh, can you speak into the microphone so I can hear I'm it? So though? Sorry. Thank you. Okay. Last week we saw Tim Patrick back at wideout. Him and Sutton are a one two punch, no doubt. But the best of the day could have been Fumagalli's play. We got him, but hit a camera route. this week on the. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you. One one. See when I hear it, undefeated. 
So that last Limerick line was a little long. The second half against the Vikings felt wrong. Not enough, not enough offense. Too much work for the defense. The Broncos will need to learn how to finish. Strong. Indeed. Two to one. This week we travel to see the Bills for a game sure to be packed with thrills. It's supposed to be cold. Much Tim Hortons will be sold. We hope Brandon Allen continues to show off his skills. I don't think that one rhymed, but I was able to figure it out. Bills, thrills, and skills. The Tim Horton threw me off. Also not a sponsor because it's not West Rock Coffee. But it's okay. Is there uh, how many more left? (laughs) Just (laughs) one more. One more. This is the consolation one. (laughs) They call this one the Phil Limerick. Though the Broncos have lost more than they've won, you can tell the players are still having fun. Vaughn took the guys to Del Frisco so they don't get too low. For these next six weeks, the team could go on a... Roll. Run. Run. Yeah, uh, do you know how it works with the rhymes? Sometimes it's hard to hear, though. When I got three of the I'm first sorry, four, I don't have I headphones I, today. Huh? I think when I got three of the first four, I kind of showed that, that I checked one. out. Yeah. You checked out? Yeah, I took a knee. Oh, got it. Did you shake Phil's hand and then pull it back? Oh. Nice burn. That was a good burn. Okay. Good burn. Is it time for Rick okay, of the Week? That was, uh, we already did that. <laughs> yeah, we already did that. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. Not from the podcast, just Emily. Let's uh, wrap this show up with shout-outs, before, but before we do... Let's go over the show. We started with two truths and one lie. We talked about Bradley Chubb and Josh Allen, the 2018 draft. We did fill in the blank. We had an update on Drew Locke. We got a Rick of the Week, questionable at best there. Cortland Sutton and then Limerick Challenge. Time to wrap up with some shout-outs. Eric, shout-out to who? Liz Manis, obviously, the community. That turkey drive coming up soon. Yeah, we're <laughs> we've been spreading some misinformation. About yeah, apologies to the turkeys. Yeah, I mean, I um, guess good for the turkeys because they ain't getting picked up. I believe this Saturday is a big day for collecting turkeys. Correct at UC Health Training Center, you can drop off a turkey anytime between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Just in time to get to the dentist a little bit later. Yeah, at 2.30. Yeah. Never want to we'll be, be late for that. We'll of be course. at the dentist. Always at the dentist at 2.30. Could you meet anybody? Uh, maybe you'll potentially meet somebody cool if you come drop off a turkey. You might meet a player before they uh, head on to the charter plane. I was Perfect. just going to say plane, but then I was going to say charter plane. Way better. Uh-huh. Um, anywhere else that people can drop off turkeys this week? I'm not sure. So I think we should. <laughs> I think you can do it. Not, the, not the stadium. I think you can do it not at the, the Denver Rescue Mission. I do think that you can go yeah. to the Denver Rescue Mission to drop off a turkey. And then next Tuesday is when they're given the turkeys out. And that is at the stadium. Yes. Oh. In Power Field at Mile High. Interesting. Can anybody show up to get a turkey? How does that work? I don't know. I think you have to be pre-registered. Got it. Pre-registered. There you go. Sorry. That's how you. That's how you can get a turkey. Then that's next Tuesday at Empower Field at Mile High. Use the code Neutral Zone. <laughs> God. 
do not use any <laughs> That will not help you do anything. I'm here for my turkey from the neutral zone. <laughs> yeah, please yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. It'll do get not us in trouble. That. Yes. We're in big trouble if we do that. Uh, any other shout-outs? But maybe one person do it just to see. Should we do a shout-out to our, our loving fans? And maybe do a reminder to, you know, send an email to neutralzoneshow at gmail.com or call 707-NEUTRAL. 707-NEUTRAL is our phone line. I would like to shout out the fans that expected our podcast to be on YouTube last week. Yeah, tough. Did not happen. I think it was, was it on Vimeo? Vimeo? I think it was on Vimeo, right? Canada mom reached we'll out, I think. We'll see if we can work out a she way did, to get some video of this. We've been, Somewhere. We're a little repressed right now. One thing a at a time. Yeah, maybe. One thing at a time. We can work maybe out just it. don't promise things bef- before you know they're going to happen. Swanson, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Remember when Swanson said it was going to be on YouTube? Oh. So we'll figure that How out. How dare you? Any other shout-outs? I think that might be it. Anything else? Not that I can think of. Are you guys, anything else mm. you want to shout say? Out, Shout-out to the video crew and the studio crew for helping us make this happen. That's true. That was nice, That's true. That was good. That was good. Do they, they report to Swanson as a podcast supervisor, or how nobody, does that work? Nobody does, no. Nobody reports to Swanson. Well, because Swanson be is very just, try, Why Swanson's just trying out. Oh, right. You know, we have an opening there. Right. Swanson is trying out. How's it going? I, it we'll would t- not we'll, be fair. Yeah, we'll it talk offline. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It really wouldn't be fair to... I think that means it's going good. To the other candidates. It's not offline. It's off-air, Eric. Offline, off-air. I think the phrase is offline. No, it's not. You ever talked to Liz Manis before? It's off air. We should Ooh, go off yeah, air. Yeah, we should, we should wrap All this right. up. All right. Okay, well, um, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next Monday following the Broncos and Bills game for Vic Fangio's day after a press conference wrap-up show that will be next Monday. But until then, for Ben Swanson, Emily Samanskis, and Eric Dalala. I am Phil Milani. This has been The The Neutral Neutral Zone. Zone.